David Watts on Mix 93.8. Monday nights, it's What's Involved. I'm David Watts and an absolute pleasure to be with you again. Uh, as usual, and I say this on, on every Monday night because I'm always that excited about the guests, the people that I get to speak to. And uh, tonight, my special guest in studio is Dr. Tandu Sibanda. How's it? Can, 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 we, can we forego the, the, the formality and can I call you Tandu? Sure, sure. Lovely. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking earlier on. I mean, we first met three, four years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was one of those things. Again, we met, we got along, we chatted. And... And uh, over the last little while, you've just uh, seemed to have gotten, what is, the, what is the right word, traction in what you do. But I mean, <laughs> suddenly, and you've always had yeah. great stuff and you've always yeah. been incredibly passionate about giving back to people and about talking, and particularly about our country and, yeah. and, and South Africa in general. Yeah. Um, and now to see you where you are doing so well, we're going to be talking tonight about the fourth industrial revolution. Yeah. Uh, which is fascinating to me. But before we get there, yeah. let's find a little bit about who uh, Tandu is. Sort of, you know, the, the, the doctor part fascinates me because yeah. um, you, I would describe you, am I correct in saying you're a lifelong learner? Yeah, yeah, I am. So, so talk me through it because, I mean, yeah. you didn't one day wake up and say, okay, I'm going to put doctor in front of my name and do things. So, so tell us a little sure. bit. Let's, let's find out who you are. Sure. I, I, I guess I've always been um, 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 a connoisseur of life. Um, learning fascinates me. Uh, growth uh, uh, is one of my uh, uh, core values, you know, and um, uh, I, I've always believed that uh, you may not be responsible for where you start off, but you are definitely responsible for where you end up, for where you end up, you know. And so uh, we all have um, a, a, um, a responsibility to make sure that we progress in life. I mean, I remember uh, the time that we, we, we met. I mean, my, my, my initial background was in media. I mean, I, I, yeah, I worked a lot as a, as a, as a producer, as a, as, a, as a television and film producer, director, uh, quite a couple of years in that. Did a lot of stuff with your SABC, Cut Blanche, uh, you know, and all of those. Yeah, until, until I got to a place where I realized that uh, I actually have um, a passion not just for telling stories, but, uh, but also for shaping frameworks in terms of how people think and how people communicate. Just uh, helping people get us uh, unstuck in life. You know, a lot of people know where they want to go, but they don't know where they, how to get there. And so that's when I realized, you know what, let me, let me, let me get going. So I went back to school and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I did my life coaching certification. Then I did my master coaching certification. Which? Um, we were both talking about yes, earlier yes, on. Yes, 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 Because I, I was brave enough, because I've also got the life coaching one, to, to sign up yeah. for the, the master life coach as well. Yeah. Man, alive, I don't know how you yeah. did it. With a family as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. I remember when I was doing my master coaching, I, re, I actually take some vitamin B shots. I mean, it was just uh, that hectic, yeah. you know. But, uh, but I mean, I, I went through that. Then I, I, I then signed up with, uh, with, uh, with the John Maxwell Company Africa, then did leadership development, leadership coaching and training. Then I qualified as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a John Maxwell leadership coach. Then I went back to school. I went back to university again and then did my master's in leadership and management. Um, and then from there, I did not stop there. I remember uh, one of my uh, professors, uh, Dr. 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 Livisi, uh, uh, said to me, you, you, you are nearly there. I mean, once you have a master's, uh, continue. You are nearly there, you know. And so, and so I, I, I pushed on and, and, uh, and did my, my, uh, my PhD in leadership and management and uh, that's where the doctor comes from <laughs> it's an amazing amazing amount of work and i mean to see you sitting here today 
And we're very lucky. You've got your lovely wife and son in the studio yeah. with us as well. Yeah. Um, to see how much and and you know to see how much work you've put into this to get you to where you are today, and and often yeah. with my guests and somebody said to me the other day, every time you speak to somebody, you always talk about the challenges. Why don't you just talk about the good stuff? But I think mm. that's what molds us. And you certainly Absolutely. have had your fair share of challenges as well, mm. getting to where you are today. Oh, yes, You're yes. still not where you want to be, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, it has not been an easy road. I'm oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think, I think the first thing that one needs to understand is that uh, uh, when you have a vision for, for yourself and for your life, that vision is not automatically imprinted on everybody around you. Mm. And, so, and so a lot of times you've got to carry your own vision and you have to carry the drive and the passion for your own vision because it's not everybody who will cheer you on. It is not everybody who really believes that you have what it takes to get there. You know, and so those are just some of the uh, things that I've had to uh, contend with, you know, where you thought, well, I can bring value here and somebody thinks, ah, no, you, you pretty much cannot, you know, and then you have to pick yourself up and, and realize that, you know what, uh, I'm, 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 I'm so much bigger than, than anything else because I can see where I want to go. I carry uh, the drive for my own vision. Yeah. Well, I mean, you and I have both been in a a very similar position to that where um, in our quest for learning, we were were signed up, we were on this whole, you know, we're going to learn. And and also at the end of the day, that kind of fizzled out a bit like a damn squid. And and I don't know how you felt uh, after the process, but I walked away and I thought… Jeez, am I really that bad? I mean, <laughs> wow, okay. I, yeah. I kind of thought I was all right. And then, you know, and then eventually after a while, I went, no, actually, no, 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 no. I'm not going to buy into your beliefs. Right, right, right. You were in, the, in that instance in exactly the same place. Yes, yes, absolutely. You see, you see, you see, a belief system is very, very powerful. I mean, a belief system, it, it, it actually develops like, uh, like a table, you know, you know, like the legs of a table. You know, it starts, starts off as an idea, somebody sells you an opinion once you bite that's leg one and then if somebody else say for example someone say you, you know you, you are very slow you know and then um, you know you, you try to eat at home mommy says you, you know you are slow you are the last to finish you go to school you you, you 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 run with other kids they say no you are slow and then you start working and your supervisor says you are slow the moment three or four people you know say you are slow and you start to believe that it becomes pretty much entrenched in your subconscious mind. And then the challenge is that if you if you don't give yourself a new narrative, you may end up believing that that uh, that um, that you are slow. And then that affects everything else you do in life because it's now a belief system. And so and so I think it was it was it's uh, it's, it's always very important that when you hit those laws and you and you find that um, uh, uh, things are not working out, evolve a very positive narrative for yourself that comes from just uh, a core belief of, the, of, of, of your greater self. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there, and, I, and it's something that I've touched on, on numerous times, is, you know, when, when, when people are not at their best, when people make bad decisions, when people end up in bad situations, and we're talking right across the spectrum, it's because of this compelling vision. And I think that's a theme that runs through our country at the moment, is that there are so few people that actually do have this compelling vision about where we can yeah. be. Uh, yes. You know, we, yes. we, however many years we are now into our, into our democracy, yes. and people are going, oh, well, nothing will ever change. Mm. But it's not. I mean, what got us to that point in 1994 was that belief, one man's vision that yeah. we bought into. Absolutely. 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 So, so 
good place to start. Compelling vision. Yes. And then yes. now we're going to move on, and we'll do that in just a little while, to, to this fourth industrial revolution, mm. which uh, absolutely fascinates me because I missed the first couple. So to be part of this one, I'm very, very excited <laughs> about. My special, my special guest in studio with me this evening, Dr. Tandu Sabanda. We are talking the fourth industrial revolution. Back with you on what's involved in just a bit. David Watts on Mix 93.8. It is what's involved tonight. We're talking to Dr. Tando Sibanda and we're talking the fourth industrial revolution. So, so let's jump right in. Tandu, what on earth is the fourth industrial revolution? Because <laughs> I don't want to miss this one. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 um, I remember uh, Copper Shrubs, the, uh, the chairperson of the World Economic Forum in Davos, uh, gave it a very interesting, uh, uh, pretty much, uh, he gave us a, 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 an interesting explanation. He says, look, we stand on the brink of a technological revolution, uh, much like nothing else we've ever seen before. I mean, in its form, in its scope, and in just the way it is unfolding. You know, why? Because it's a fusion of, of technologies. It, 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 it is a disruption dimension to it, but it also is a fusion of technologies. I mean, pretty much uh, uh, the, the main thing to understand about the fourth industrial revolution is that we, we, we have been evolving. And where we are right now in terms of in terms of the revolutions is that we are at a, a very disruptive, uh, we're in a disruptive age. We're in a very highly advanced uh, uh, age, and uh, we are looking at artificial intelligence. You know, we are looking at uh, uh, quantum computing. It's it's very interesting, and it has a lot of uh, uh, implications for businesses today. But also, does it because. There are people, and I mean, I am at, uh, let's call it a more mature age these days, um, and I often have, I used to turn around and then somehow ended up in this whole sort of media electronics business, but I was like, what is this Facebook that people speak of and this and that and the next thing? Is it something that is, is literally going to change lives in terms of jobs as well? Because surely with this kind of technology, jobs as we know them are going to become redundant. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. In fact, it has begun to uh, uh, to change jobs. In fact, when you look at the whole evolution uh, of it, is that um, if if you remember uh, the first industrial revolution that was in uh, in 1760 to 1840, uh, that one was pretty much focusing on uh, on, uh, on, uh, on 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 the birth of the uh, steam steam engine using water to mechanize production, and so we saw the factory uh, system being born then, and then we moved on to the second revolution. Uh, which was using electrical power to create mass production. That's where we saw uh, pretty much uh, uh, um, um, the, the the assembly line coming into into play. You know, mm. uh, pretty much mass pro- uh, automation coming up. Then we went into the third industrial uh, revolution, which which then used electronics and information technology to automate production. You know, then we we, we totally started seeing amazing things. We, you you know your your cell phones coming up, super fast technologies, and then came in the fourth industrial revolution. Which is which is which is a combination of those, and just from the sheer speed of uh, of, uh, of technological advancement and uh, and uh, and um, and progress, we are actually at a place where a, a, a lot of jobs. I mean, uh, who knew there would be uh, an Uber technician, uh, you know, or, or 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 a cloud technician, cloud computing, quantum cloud computing. So a lot of uh, businesses, as we know them. I mean, right now, if you look at AI, I mean, you've got uh, robots that are flipping burgers. I mean, you've got, uh, uh, um, you know, drones delivering pizzas uh, to people's doorsteps and, uh, and medical supplies. So the world has, has really changed. 
This reminds me of a movie. I don't know if you've, if, if you've seen it or heard of it. It's uh, Steven Spielberg's latest one, Ready Player One, where okay. everybody gets into this virtual reality world called the Oasis. And in that you do. You literally see the drones delivering pizza, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, yeah. it's, it's fascinating for me, but it's, it's also terrifying. And I can imagine um, South Africa so often being referred to as a third world country. Mm-hmm. How are we, because this is what you speak on, this is, this yes, is yes, your, your, yes. your passion, yes. and you do sort of engage with corporates at, at a top level on this. Yes. How is South Africa, in your experience, how are we dealing with this? Are we, are we doing what South Africans are famous for and sticking our, hands in, our heads in the sand and hoping it's going to just not affect us? Or mm-hmm. are corporates proactive? I mean, I would think to myself now at my age, if I was still in the job market, if I was still an employee, I would find this a very, very scary time. Absolutely, I think one of the key challenges of the of the of uh, of, uh, of the of, of the fourth industrial revolution and where we find ourselves as as business people and certainly as uh, as, as citizens is that uh, um, it's uh, it's uh, it's finding and it's hitting a lot of us, uh, you know, uh, unexpectedly. Um, if you look at, for example, the education system, I, I, I would say that uh, there are major challenges there because we are still using the traditional system of learning and we are raising up uh, our children and taking them through a school system uh, that is already redundant as we speak to it, you know, uh, because uh, a guy finishes with, with, uh, with, um, with matric uh, right now, unemployment is at, is, at, is, is, uh, is at what, 50% in terms of the, in, 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 in terms of young Young people, so there are a lot of challenges already that we are seeing. It so it is quite a it is quite a scary time. And I think as a as a, as a nation and as business people, especially as business people, um, it is it is an imperative that that we understand are our businesses adapting? You know, are we are we are we are we moving to where things are? Look at for example the, the issue with e learning. A lot of platforms right now have moved to e learning in terms of your first and your and your second worlds. But uh, but here we, we you, you know you're still having mindset challenges when you want to move systems from uh, from uh, uh, from the analog and, and and where we are into into the into the into the digital sphere did you talk about that i had uh, i had a meeting the other day with one of the big construction companies and they wanted some trainings and i said to them listen we can do x y and z for you but why don't we look at giving it a sort of proportion of it over to e-learning. We've got the platform. We can create all your courses. We can put it on there. We can do the video component. We can even do coaching for you via the internet. And they kind of looked at me and they were, and the the start of the meeting is that they wanted to go and move with technology. But when I suggested this to them, they were horrified. And they, they turned around and went, hang on now, just a second. Is it not better? Why, why can't you come to us? Mm-hmm. For for two days training, and then you come and do it here in person. And I was thinking to myself, now, when you mentioned that, I, I can imagine. You know, yeah. I'm I'm fortunate enough to have been in this industry where I am now, and yeah. I've, I've learned yeah. and I've grown with it. Yes. But to say to somebody, well, I don't have to be there. Mm. You know, log on. There we go. There's a service sitting probably in this mythical place called the cloud that nobody actually knows what it does. Yeah. Um, and and you can access this information, and it's just as good or better than having us there because then it's learning at your own pace rather than us coming there, pumping information at you and walking away. Um, How are you finding that? Because I'm finding there Mm. is an interest, but there's, 
people are still very nervous. Yes. Remember, remember, people are, are naturally um, adverse to change. I mean, uh, that's why when whenever a new concept or a new platform comes in, uh, humans, remember, our, our, our learning system is, is built on the principle of repetition. And so what we, rep, what we repeat, we learn. And what we learn, we adapt to. And what we adapt to, you know, pretty much once we've assimilated it, that's, that's who we are. And so we don't like change. Even, even when you go to, uh, uh, you, you, you know, when you go to a show, the, the seat you sit on, you don't, you don't want to change, you know, much. When you go next week, you want to sit on the same seat. You want to eat the same food you want to do why because we are adverse to change and that's why i always say you need to change before you have to you know because if you change after you have to it's, it's always a loss there and so we find that there's, there's still a lot of um a mental ad- antagonism you know to uh, to adapting and um, and to adaptation i mean look at what happened to the post office you know they never saw the email coming you know and 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 and, and lost a key part of their business look at what happened to kodak they you know they they never saw the digital uh, camera coming you know and uh, and um, and and they lost a very big part of their of their of their of their, of their market share so that happens a lot when, when, when people are adverse to change and they're not proactive in embracing change. I think that's one of the key challenges that, that, that we're facing right now. We were saying, look, make sure that your business is adapting well or your business is ready uh, for, this, for this industrial revolution because there are a lot of implications for where we are today. So, Tana, getting back to this now, so, so yes. this is obviously something that you're passionate about. Absolutely. And you've, you've studied a lot about it. Goodness yes. knows you've spent enough time <laughs> studying. Um, and, and you speak on this. How, you know, when, when you go into corporates, how yes. are they responding to this looming fourth industrial revolution? Are they, are they embracing it? Is there some sort of resistance to change? Um, it's, more, it's more fear than anything else. It's really more fear and, uh, and, uh, and concern. But, but there's definitely a positive uh, appreciation of the fact that, uh, you know, it's the sound of uh, inevitability that's, uh, that's, uh, that's coming through. Because the, the reality is that uh, uh, automation is taking over. Remember when you walked into a bank five years ago, you know, there were tellers or ten years ago, there were, were all these bank tellers. And yeah. now we are using automated teller machines. I mean, when you go into the bank, it's really to pretty much speak to a consultant, but uh, but but not to stand in a, in a in a teller's line. And so there is some of that uh, change happening in the background. But uh, when I when I when the the biggest challenge is of course to get staff members to see the vision, to see where things are going. So there's a lot of uh, 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 challenges there to say, look, let's catch on to where everything else is going. But I think by and large, just just the speed of the world and the fact that we we are not isolated as a, as a as a as a country in terms of business i mean a lot of companies do business with uh, with, uh, with with other businesses overseas within the first uh, uh, world uh, context and so you find that there's a uh, there's that pressure that says guys let's 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 up the game you know but it's really up to everybody that's part of the value chain you know as uh, as, as 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 people that are involved in the process you know to catch it and be excited about it Fantastic stuff. Uh, my guest in studio, Dr. Tandu Sabanda, talking about the fourth industrial revolution. We're going to talk more about that uh, when we come back. David Watts on Mix 93.8. Chatting to my guest, Dr. Tandu Sabanda, um, and we're talking about the fourth industrial revolution. And uh, I said we're going to talk more about this, but as, as I went into this, I just uh, I recalled something. Just not so long ago, I was, uh, I was watching a documentary on uh, Detroit in the States, mm-hmm. Motor City. Yeah. And how that entire city almost has become like a crumbling ruin now mm. because 
of the lack of, of, of vision, focus, willingness to change. Yeah. And, and there's these buildings and massive, massive industrial buildings that are derelict now. People have yeah. moved away. The place is literally crumbling down. Yeah. Now, we talk about this fourth industrial revolution. Um, so many things are changing. AI is coming in. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's automation to greater levels than, than yeah. we thought about. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier on the banking system. Now, yeah. when I'd sort of gotten in and started my working career, that's where you went. Yeah. You know, there was very much this culture in, in, in our country, it's doctor, lawyer, banker, something yeah. like that that you have to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we had 10 tellers in the branch we yeah. had savings clocks we had savings on an investment clock. there was a mm-hmm. a massive thing now you walk into the bank i mean the other day yeah i showed my age because i walked into uh, one of the banks and i mm-hmm. got sort of greeted by this computer screen at the front that says yeah. what are you here for and i'm like mm, i'm oh, yeah. going to talk to a real person where's the real person <laughs> button yeah. take a ticket sit and wait yeah. You know, and then everything's open plan. I was sitting talking to the people and I was like, how do I draw money? If I actually mm. want to speak to a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. You, that, that that's going. And I yeah. know from working with some of the big banks yes. that, that the idea of having a branch yeah. is something that they are actually phasing out. Absolutely. That everything at some stage is going to be done online. Online. Now, yeah. let's talk about me. Let's say I'd stayed in the banking industry and mm-hmm. maybe I was good enough to work my way up now. Yeah. I'm now... In my in, in my fifties, this concept of this fourth industrial revolution is terrifying. Now you talk to corporates about yeah. this, but but it's more than that. You can't just assume that Big Brother is going to look after you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you say? What do you suggest to people? Because I'm sure I'm not the only one that's asked you this. That yeah. okay? So you're telling me this change is coming. What can I do? Right. Speak to me about this. Right. I think one of the most critical things to do is to is to understand that, uh, you know, when when change comes, usually, especially in the 21st century context of business, it's usually adapt or die, you know. And um, and and I know it sounds like uh, very terrible news, but but that's the reality of it, especially in the world of business. Uh, I was just talking the other day about the fact that if you look at, for example, Kodak. Kodak had, uh, had a head start in 1976, 75, 76, Stephen Sasson uh, pretty much is the first guy. He was a Kodak engineer and, and he discovered uh, the, the megapixel, 0.01, you know, megapixel, a black and white photograph. And then, and then when he presented to, uh, to his board members, they said, well, look, how long will this take uh, for it to hit prime? And he thought, well, 20, 25 years. But it, he didn't anticipate the power of exponentials, you know. And so once technology started moving and evolving very fast, Kodak found itself in a, in, in a place where its main product was now replaced by digital technology and some other companies had already taken over the, the, the market. Mm. And, and then from there, you know, you know, you know then comes, comes, of course, the phones that had a, a megapixel who, who actually needs a 24 or 36 exposure now that you've got that. And so their main product started dematerializing. dematerializing. And now the challenge you have is that you have a hundred-year company, you know, with over one hundred forty thousand employees and twenty-eight billion in market capitalization, 
scrambling and filing for bankruptcy. Why? Because when it comes to change, the marketplace is ruthless. And then you've got these young companies, you know, you know, pretty much look at your Google, uh, where it took Kodak a hundred years to corner a market. Google does it in five. It becomes a billion dollar company. Facebook does it in six, becomes a billion dollar company. So the reality is that when at the fringes of change, if you don't adapt, you die. And so it's very important for people to, you know, start start to plan ahead, especially when you own a business. Because now these guys who are starting up their their, their businesses are able to make a unit of wealth, of wealth with less people. That's the point about it. You know, mm. this industrial revolution empowers you sitting in your garage at home or you sitting at home, develop an app and you are able uh, to to impact millions of people literally through, through digital technology. That's the point. And so we have to uh, have plans in place as companies are we adapting or are we dying? That's the question. There's an interesting message that just came in here from Nick. He goes, as Bill Gates says, if a machine takes your job, it should pay your taxes. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, but, I mean, I look now in, in, in my business, and we are very much in terms of video, social media, et cetera, et cetera, yes. trying to be on the cutting edge. Right. And I spend a good portion of every single day looking and trawling the internet and watching for trends and changes, et cetera, et cetera, purely because it changes that fast. And it, yeah, you yeah. know, suddenly we're, we're not operating in, in isolation now. Suddenly yeah. the whole world, and this is, I think, the plus side, the whole world can become your marketplace. Mm. Yes, yes. But yes. one of the things I've noticed is that, believe it or not, the Philippines, mm-hmm. People in the Philippines have now caught on to this idea of internet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they are offering virtual PA services. Okay. So you literally can sign up, get your virtual PA, not necessarily just in the Philippines, in some other countries. Yes. And you send them a list of tasks. You send them what you need to do. If you're doing research, off you send it. And it comes back to you at a fraction of the cost yeah. of what it would cost you for a full-time PA. Mm. Now, you think about it. These people are working. You're not the only customer. There's yeah. many customers. Yes. But now, these guys have caught on to the fact that <laughs> there's this big world out there and they're going to yeah. need to make a living. Yes. Yeah. Where are we in South Africa? Get back to my initial question. Right. What can people do? What can old fogies like myself, corporate South Africa, small, medium businesses, what can we physically do now to make sure we do not become redundant? Um, I think there's, 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 there's two parts to it. The, the, the first part is, is, is a responsibility on the, on the business front. Um, in whatever business you are in, make sure that you are doing enough R&D uh, to, to, uh, to empower you uh, digitally, to empower you. Because remember, once something moves from analog into into the digital sphere it, it becomes exponentially empowered and, and and the difference between linear growth and exponential growth i mean linear growth uh, for example if i walk uh, you know take 30 steps i'll end up just by the door here but if i take 30 exponential steps that's compound doubling you know um, by my th- 20th step I'm, I'm already empowered in in the millions by my 30th step i've moved a billion meters away or i've orbited the earth 26 times so 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 it's a it's a it's it's a very very big shift so in terms of business make sure that your business 
is empowered for technology. You know, I was saying that when the combined harvester came, it replaced thousands of people that were working in the fields. As painful as it was, that was the cost of of uh, of, uh, of either adapting or dying. I think so. On the business front, make sure that your business is adaptable. In fact, I've, I've actually spoken to quite a number of uh, business owners who are now moving their systems from from analog to digital. Mm. And of course, the, the 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 disadvantage of that is that it pretty much drops uh, um, their their employment matrices because you know chances that a fifty or a sixty year old guy can catch can pretty much catch where technology is going are pretty much slim. So you are having younger people coming in. That's that's the evolution of business today. Mm. Uh, but but the, the reality is that in these fringes of change, it's important then for those of us who are who are pretty much on, on on their way out in terms of age wise to at least have had a backup plan have a backup plan you know make sure you have saved make sure that you can invest some money into some of these uh, coming technologies so that there is continuity but the reality of it is that uh, uh, you know you have to teach yourself a new skill in terms of in terms in terms of adapting into this world that we are going into, and it's 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 not even just the technology of it in terms of usability, but a lot of a, a lot of this technology that's coming uh, gives everybody an opportunity to be an entrepreneur, learn a new yeah. skill, develop an app, make sure your services are available online. You know that's that's and, and also interact because now the middleman doesn't exist now. You know in in terms of you can go straight to to customers mm. we found that as well and, and in my business essentially we do i suppose the core of it could be digital content creation whether yes. it be the e-learning platforms whatever the case may be mm -hmm. and i've noticed there are people in south africa now that that are starting to kind of they're wanting to take this leap um mm -hmm. we're getting more and more business where guys are saying to us listen can you help me create an app can you help me do this right. can you do some video content for me can you help me because i don't understand about the power of the social media thing mm -hmm. um and so on the one hand, I get that. On the other, when we talk to people, some of them go, yeah, social media, rubbish. We don't need that. This, mm. this, we don't need it. We don't need it. Um, and those are the kind of people that are, that are, this is where this adapt or die is coming in. Because mm. Mm. if you mm. don't, and I was one of those naysayers. I'm now yeah. a convert, but I was one of those ones, social media, rubbish. Yeah. What do you need this for? <laughs> what do you need that for? Yeah. Um, but yeah. I've, seen, I've seen this change coming. True. And it's coming True. like a tidal wave. Yeah. Another message just so I'll just uh, I'll read it out and then we'll answer the question at the end. Okay. Goes, uh, hi, I'm a master's student about to start my proposal phase, and it's based around the fourth industrial revolution. How do I get in touch with your guest? That's Sherry Lee. I tell you what, Sherry Lee, I'll give you Tando's details uh, at the end of the show. We'll give them all out. Uh, you can contact uh, Tando directly. I'll uh, give up my email address. If you don't get either mm -hmm. one of the two, you will have one. I can also put you in touch with Tando as well. So now you consult, you speak on this. Yeah. Yeah. But now you're also about to be an author. Oh yes, yes, yes. So let's let's talk a little <laughs> bit about being an author because this is also very much part of this fourth industrial revolution about the digitizing yeah. of everything because yes. in the old days you would have to write your book Yes. Um, yes. Yes, you could use a word processor, but then you would yeah. have to find a publisher and you would literally have to travel around town mm. and go mm. to all of these. And if somebody eventually decided maybe your book was good enough or, oh, shame, they felt sorry for you, they'd give you a yeah. chance, 
That doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. No, no, no. So talk to me about writing your book. Right. Um, I think this was probably one of the most interesting uh, things I, I I have done. I mean, I've, I've done I've done articles, um, and I've I've written quite quite a bit. I mean, I I do have my first book I did in two thousand and seven, but then I went on this break because I realized that well, w- when I publish something again, I, I just want to have this this unique value proposition that I put in it, and so um, then I started writing my book. It's called the Winning Mindset. Uh, because remember, everything else starts off with a mindset. The mindset is the framework uh, in which behavior happens. You know, the behavior cannot rise above the mindset. You know, and uh, and, um, and, uh, and and the whole concept is that uh, uh, um, your mindset determines how you act. And so, if if change, if authentic change will happen, you know, it must first of all happen in the mindset. Because winning is first a mind thing before it becomes an action thing. And so, in that book, I. I, I speak about uh, what does it take to have a winning mindset? What, what what types of mindsets are there? You know, how do you evolve a winning belief system? How do you how do you evolve winning action? How how do you actually change unhealthy or unproductive behaviors? You know, and so I trace all of that uh, from the concept of understanding the power of a winning mindset. When you look at guys like your um, your Usain Bolt of the day and uh, and, um, and, um, and 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 all of these other competitive fellows. You you know, they, they love to win. They believe they can win. They have a winning mindset even before they go to compete. I mean, I talk about some of the interviews I did with the, with, with the badminton team and the and South African swimming team uh, before uh, before they went to the, to the, to the Commonwealth Games in, uh, in uh, was it 2015, I think. And, and, and all of those researches showed me, it's, it's so funny that uh, the, the, the metals that South Africa bought from, brought back from the, from the Commonwealth, most of the teams I had in interviewed had already shown or displayed a winning mindset before they actually went to the to the games and 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 it, and it correlated with that so so that's what my book is all about yeah. so i mean who was it was it henry ford that says whether that said whether you believe you can or you believe you can't you're right yes, um, yes, yes and, yes. and it's, it's it's amazing about that but now again with this book it's not going to be just published traditionally through a traditional publisher oh yeah oh yeah and this is also what i'm getting at with technology because right. Anybody can become an author these days. Yes, 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 yes. Now, now the the tools again. The the industrial revolution has given us the tools. There is nothing that you cannot outsource that you don't have. So in the olden days, you, you needed a printing press. You needed somebody to believe in your idea. And remember, they are getting thousands of, uh, of, of, of these manuscripts and, and requests to publish. And chances that yours can get picked up somewhere between slim and none in most cases. And so, and so, but what technology has done is that it has, it, has, it has given us the ability. Now, I pretty much write wherever I am. Sometimes I make notes on my phone and I email them to myself. Then when I, when I get home, I, I, I simply import them onto my laptop and, and and then after writing even in terms of publishing itself you do self-publishing you know when you do self-publishing you own all the rights to your material you, you you pretty much determine where the book goes yes you do apply for an ISBN number and get everything else sorted out legally so that uh, you, you know the IP is, is legally yours but now you, you are able and then and then make it available online make it available uh, Barnes and Noble you know uh, Kindle and, and, and all of these lovely platforms 
where now just on my iPad, I can have six, seven thousand books. Now that's the power of technology and everyone is empowered. And it's, and it's a wonderful, wonderful technology. And, oh, you yes, know, everybody yes. says that, that uh, everybody's got at least one book in them. Um, I haven't found my book yet. Um, <laughs> there's, there's been a lot of attempts at it, but I haven't found it I can it help yet. you. I coach, I coach people on how to write books. Well, there we go. <laughs> now, we, now we can talk. But um, yeah. it is. It's that technology. I yes. can sit at my home on the weekends whenever I need to, and yeah. I, can, I can write. And, and you talk yeah. about outsourcing. Yes. Um, you know how much of the stuff is. You talk about writing a book. You can outsource your book as it is. You've now written it. Yes. You can outsource it. You can send it to somebody and say, listen, here it is. How much will you charge me to edit this book? Oh, and, and, absolutely. And people can do it. I mean, yeah. things like Fiverr. Yes. Um, massive, massive business internationally. Yep. I don't know how many people in South Africa are making use of that, but mm. Fiverr Upwork is another mm. brilliant, okay. brilliant website for yes. those kind of things. Yes. You can find somebody to do almost anything. Yeah. The thing that troubles me, and which is why I'm glad we've had a chat about this, is yes. fine, but you know, I'd much rather send my, my digital work, anything like that, my, my video editing, et cetera, et cetera. I'd much rather send it to somebody in South Africa. Rather mm. than Indonesia, the Philippines, you know, uh, India is massive at the moment. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is. It's huge. You it's know, huge. and you can see how the Indians have, have sort of bought into this concept and they're now mm -hmm. outsourcing left, right and center. Yeah. You know, be prepared to do the work somebody else isn't prepared to do and be yeah. prepared to do it for, for a lesser amount. Yeah. Um, we had a case, uh, somebody wanted us to do a, a whole course for them and to film it and it was going to be, you know, um, they, were, they, they, they wanted us to put on it was... Basically, it was based on NLP and motivation, and okay, it was in terms yes. of fitness and weight loss. Yes, we did the quote for them. They turned around, and went, "Oh no, it's too expensive. We're going to use Fiverr." And here's my butt. Do mm -hmm. your homework first because Absolutely. the lady paid a lot of money yeah. and then eventually ended up coming back to us going, "Whoops, sorry." Yeah. Um, so yeah. it is, and it's like anything. Due diligence is what is counts. necessary. Absolutely. Look at yeah. look at track work. You know, look at records. There's people that'll write articles for you. Yeah. You know, but are they going to be using a piece of software that's just going to take stuff off the net and spin an article for you, or are mm. they doing the real deal? So there's a lot of challenges there. Your book, yeah. you're saying you're launching when? Um, the Winning Mindset. It will be it will be available uh, next month uh, around my birthday on the 27th of August. That's when that's when we are launching it out, and so yeah, it will come out in in uh, pretty much e versions and uh, and uh, as well as as well as hard copies. Can we can we get it from your website? Yes, yes, absolutely. My website, uh, uh, um, tandospeaks.com. Okay, Sherry Lee, are you paying attention here? Okay, this is how you get hold of our, my guest today, Dr. Tando Sabanda. Tando Speaks, T-H-A-N-D-O Speaks, all one word, dot com. That's it. That's We're it. out of time. Wow. <laughs> It's very insane. short. <laughs> very short. It's insane. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bring you back at some stage. Sure, thanks. Um, man. But uh, if you'd like to get hold of Tando, maybe you'd like to talk to him about your business. I know, and I'm I'm gonna put words in your mouth now. Sure, sure. Um, I know a lot of times the guys that I get in here are speakers and and they are professionals. Uh, they consult only at the highest level. You are, however, to, happy to help the likes of me, the small oh, business, yeah. the, the guys that are starting out. Somebody that just has a question. I know yeah. you to be somebody that will answer those questions. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. there we go. Uh, if, if you need to get hold of me, it's david at whatsinvolved.com. Uh, what's Involved, spelled W-A-T-T-S-I-N-V-O-L-V-E-D. I have to make that distinction because for all of my digital knowledge, 
when I decided on my business name, which is a play on my surname, and I thought it was very clever, yeah. uh, I never realized that people are going to go, what's W-H-A-T-S? So I have mm. to be very... Okay. <laughs> one of those digital mistakes you don't want to make. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Tana, thank you so much for coming in and having a chat to us. Uh, sure. It's been an absolute pleasure and a privilege having a chat to you tonight. Uh, Tandospeaks.com. Uh, Tando will be more than happy to help you. Book coming out. I think maybe we'll get you back when you do the book launch. Sure. Thank you. Uh, it's the only thing that makes sense. Thank you so much. From my side, one more thing. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Any feedback as well, please mail me, David at what's David Watts on Mix 93.8.